So, I mean, when, when I sit here and I talk to you men, it's, it's such a blessing to, to just think about what God has done in your lives and in the ministry that you had here. How did living at camp affect, um, and maybe back to you, Pastor Graham, um, how did it affect your family and the future of your family? What do you see, how the effects of being here at Southland during those those formative years of your kids? And then maybe speak to also your, um, your mother who was here um, and tell us a little bit about her ministry and how Nana came uh, to Southland because a lot of people remember Nana. And Nana tied us together. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a neat story, huh? Well, um, the uh, um, one of the things that are interesting was in I got saved in a Tuesday night in June 1973, and uh, I went to a camp on July of 1973, a month and a half later, and that's where my life was transformed. Was at a camp in July of 1973 when I surrendered my life to the Lord, and then in 1993. 20 years later, I became a camp director. Actually, I was hired, but I didn't get there till mm-hmm. August. But uh, basically, I was hired, you know, in July, got there in August. So it was a 20-year period. And now I'm sitting here 20 years beyond that. You see, um, uh, we'll have a pastoral ministry for 20 years. So it's interesting how the Lord has Amen. grouped those things together. I had the privilege to lead my mom and dad. I was first one born, uh, born again in my family, my immediate family. I had the privilege to lead my mom and my dad to the Lord, my Amen. sisters and I brothers. I that. And so as a result, um, uh, after my parents got saved, they were in the restaurant business. And my mom and dad were in Miami. And uh, they, we lived in the Keys. That's where I got saved, down in Florida Keys. When I moved, went to Bible college, my mom and uh, the family ended up, well, actually their kids got married and such. And my brothers went to school and my sister did. And so my folks moved to Miami. And they, be, they were actually in charge at General Motors Country Club, the Golf and Country Club. They did all the food service for General Motors Golf and Country Club. And so there was a church that they were going to in Miami that had a camp and uh, had a day school, a Christian day school. Uh, the Christian day school was about 1,400 kids. The camp ran about 700 kids. It was a day camp. And so the pastor asked my parents uh, if they would consider coming and doing the food service for their mm. ministry. Mm-hmm. The Christian school in the nine months and then the, uh, the camp in the, you know, the summertime. So, uh, you know, they were really on fire for the Lord. You know, after getting saved, they, they grew and they, they, always, they kept on going forward. And so they talked about it and they called me up and they said, hey, you know, we have this opportunity, you know, stepping into full-time Christian work and stuff like that. I said, well, that's, that's wonderful, you know. I was in California at that time and uh, assistant pastor in California. And then they accepted the position. And so they began working at that ministry and they worked at that ministry for 14 years. Well, um, that... That uh, was all preparation. That was all preparation, that's exactly. Right. Like I said, yep. for coming to South Jesus led yep. us all the way. Amen. Right. I mean, Amen. that's how this whole thing works. Yep, that's right. And uh, so... Uh, so, so my life change at camp made my heart really yearn for that particular ministry. Didn't know that God was going to eventually bring me to that position there uh, as far as a director, but still in all, that's what made my heart really yearn for the importance of that ministry in the life of a young person. And so then God begins preparing my mom and my dad. Well, dad passed away in, in 94, and so uh, he went to be with the Lord in, in uh, February of 1994, which kind of left 
mom alone there and you know mom and dad have always been a team yeah they've always been a team they worked together all their lives you know what i mean and and food service mom was always the front person dad mm-hmm. was the cook and they always made their businesses go dad used to be a restaurant owner and then mm-hmm. ended up you know uh uh, own a little delicatessen down where we grew up and went to school and just to, to put us through and stuff. And so they had the skill set and they had the personality. And uh, so, so mom, uh, I said, mom, we're starting to camp. You have the experience. We need to cook because camp food is kind of the thing mm-hmm. in many respects that That's right. that kids come to camp they talk about the camp food yeah. negative or positive and usually it's it negative I says so we put together a good food program it's going to go a long way to making folks want to come back to camp she set the bar high she did and she still does but um so uh she decided to come and so she came uh and i guess it was going to be in the fall of um 94 if i'm correct I think that's correct because Same. we got another cook that was here for that first summer in 94. So she came in the fall of 94. And so I drove out to Miami to get her, pick her up, and bring her out here. And she was going to be in the trailer right next to the trailer where you yep. stayed and where, I, yep. where we stayed. Yep. Mm. So, uh, so they're getting the trailer ready for her, right? <laughs> so we drive from Miami and we drive and that up. trailer was old then oh yeah but listen to this now so we drive up and i said well mom here's your trailer and i said that there's water that is running out of the sides of the trailer oh no what happened was is they were getting ready for her and the washer uh spigot you know what i mean for the washing machine machine. was on so they turned on the water oh Oh, no And they literally filled the trailer with water, and it was spilling. And they hadn't even seen it. <laughs> they haven't even seen it yet, and it's just spilling out the and that water. That was her first. That introduction was her to first yeah. experience here, and she still stayed. And she That's a miracle. Well, she a miracle had a place to go. Yeah. I mean, we moved everything here already. You know, she comes from this really nice, yeah, you know, beautiful right. home in, in Miami. You know, it was really on a golf course and everything like that. She comes to this trailer, and the water's pouring out. You know, so. That was her initiation to, to come. Thanks, son. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh, after we got that cleaned up, and she she fit right in, you know. But, uh, but and she was, stayed for 13 years. She was here years, for 14, 14 She was years? here 14 years. She was 14 years uh, in Miami, and she was 14 years. So she yeah, was actually she 28 years. She stayed through 2008. Yep. and uh, the winter of 2008 yep. so yeah yeah she also left in 09 because when, yeah. we, when we met, left she, she met said, her second husband here that's right that's right so so when we left she said well what do i do i said mom you need to stay here god's moving us on but god's using you here mm-hmm. and so you need to stay here because you have been a blessing here and you you know, this is a place where you can serve and you need to keep mm-hmm. on serving. And so she served on through 2008, I guess it was. Yes. Saying. She did. And, and she, yeah, but even in that transition, I know the transition from you guys leaving yeah. was a tough transition for yeah. her. That time in there, even the transition with us coming on was a, a tough transition because, you know, we hadn't been here very long, yeah. you know, but we developed a lifelong fr- i mean nana is nana to yeah, absolutely yeah and uh you know. and uh, our dining hall is named nana's place, nana's place for yeah. uh this wonderful lady who served yeah the she so she's always been the ever you know the energy bunny and so yeah yeah she would run circles around some of the college kids just because uh, you know she just endless energy and she was always 
Always there early. Everything's always ready on time. Food has to be served hot, right. clean as you go. And she she kept a, she you know she she. Well, and Mike the knows people are endeared to her. You know the kids we have, work we with her. have conversations. I said you know there's one area in all of camp that I never have to worry about, and that's the kitchen. That's yeah. right. You 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 never you never are yeah. concerned about anything no. if the time. And she was in her seventies, you know, and so she yeah. did this in her seventies, yeah. you know, and well, maybe see it. She had a 60s. special way of making people uh, feel very special. She always learned food. what the speakers liked. Yeah. So when Tom sure. came through, when any evangelist came, Morris Glasser, Tom Farrell, Rich Tozier, she always learned what the speakers' favorites were. Pastor Herbst, yeah. she always learned yes. what the favorites yeah. were, and when they came. Whatever they liked, however they liked their coffee, early, yeah. late, however they liked, it was all sitting First there thing in the morning, my coffee cup was sitting with hot water yeah. in it on the sink, being pre-warmed to get it. And she always knew if I ate or didn't eat because there would be food on my desk covered up with tinfoil. Yeah. Uh, and she knew that I hadn't eaten. Yes, that, that's some there. special memories of, mm -hmm. of Nana. Um, and then the effect that this like camp life and well, on, on, camp life on your for kids. us, uh, you know, uh, ministry for us has always been a family deal. I mean, we're, every place we've gone, we've always served together, sang mm -hmm. together, worked together. We've, we've done that all of our life. My philosophy has been yes. that if my kids are going to be in the ministry later, it's not going to all of a sudden dawn at them at right. teenage life or under mm -hmm. the 20s that, oh, you know, now I need to be a servant. And, uh, and that's what I really appreciated about the philosophy of Tri-City was they had a very servant-hearted Right. philosophy yep. and, and to With me that resonated too. Yeah. absolutely right and it just resonated with me it was the, one of the things that impressed me the most was that those emphases uh, uh, you know on the family and serving and being servant-hearted and so that was something that my kids were able to exercise in this ministry and uh, and for so one I've also been encouraged by both of you men and your your faithful family ministries and mm -hmm. the way you've reared your kids um, I'm younger than you are. My kids were younger than you're now. Todd and Melanie had had uh, <laughs> second uh, a couple, go around. Yeah, second yeah. go around. But as far as like, even when we first served with you here, you had uh, your your older daughters were yeah. in, on our summer staff, mm -hmm. and it was just a, always a blessing. And I've known, of course, Bob Graham's uh, kids mm -hmm. and Mike Mike Graham is our program director, and we're we're blessed by your parenting. You know, with with him being our program director, and then your our pastor's wife up at Kingsway is your daughter. So I appreciate your focus on that. Um, Todd, maybe you want to speak to that also, yeah. like life life at camp and how it affected your family. Well, you know, years. one of the things was, the other thing that was interesting to me is, you know, Bob, as you said that you went and spent time at the Wilds, you know, after we took over in early spring of 2002, I did the same thing. I spent time with Ken Hay and Ken Kyer and, uh, and some of the guys there, mm -hmm. uh, Rick Stone and others. But um, I also spent a lot of time with Walt and Sam Brock and Ironwood. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Great because folks. you had developed such a good camp philosophy here uh, and tied into all that those guys were doing. And then from a size of camp standard, what Ironwood was doing, you know, I felt fit more with what we were going to do and accomplish here. And so then we started to glean, you know, from some, and they were so, so helpful. Oh, yeah. And some of those things were, were, were dealing with, with family of, you know, making certain, like for me, it's like, uh, you know, I wanted my kids involved, but I also wanted my kids to be my kids and to have, you know, their regular uh, life. And so trying to find that, that balance, there can be the fun of camp, but also making certain that 
the same expectations. You know, my kids are sinners just like every other sinner that's coming through here, and that they're not getting any specialty treatment that anybody else that came through didn't mm-hmm. get. That they're held to the, whatever the camp standard is, that's the camp standard, whether it's family or visitor uh, across the board. And, and gleaning that from some of the other guys uh, and through some of our experiences at other places. And so, our, our, you know, our kids, and, and the same thing too, is we wanted our kids to learn to serve not for what you get but serve for what you give and so that's why for us even you know our kids their first year that they were old enough to get paid we we didn't pay them uh you know we this is a this is a servant uh, ministry and you know once they did other things whatever they're doing as a summer staff then you know they were the same part as everybody else nothing special one way or the other uh the great experiences um you know were uh, the impact our kids had from summer staff coming you know your mom nana um you know just uh, just had a great ministry to our family um just uh you know she called just before we came down here said she was so excited that we were coming back and you were going to be here and uh just reminiscing oh she was wishing she could be here and Mm -hmm. and um you know, all of our kids every time it's all oh, nana and you know that and some of the summer cap uh, staff that were here and the impact um that they had you, you know and the difficulties you know sometimes your kids make poor choices uh and dealing with that <laughs> but uh whether it's with uh, in the camp ministry or the pastoral ministry or whatever uh it's dealing with it like you just would with anybody else yeah. and uh such wonderful memories of you know when my kids share memories certainly it's a lot about a fun a lot of fun things and activities dealing with uh, all the stuff that camp has to do but it's a lot of a, a lot of memories of the impact that other people had, whether it was you know the the the, the amount of preaching that came through, uh, the yes. example of college kids that took time to invest in uh, in them, and uh, the opportunities to go and to minister in churches and other places, and uh, you know the opportunities. You know, our daughter Jessica, um, you know, learning and uh, you know ultimately having the opportunity to travel with the Pettit team with. Uh, uh, vocal and flute and all the things that she did and even that was very formative mm-hmm. uh years for her and you know Pettit would share with you all the lessons that uh, uh they were involved in and you know helping her learn and and grow it's just a great great atmosphere uh but you know but also developing that philosophy you know it was i remember when we you know we came up with the camp verse yeah i was uh, going to ask where can you tell us about that where did the camp verse come from and was that was that you todd that started that uh well, philippians 310 was okay um, and prior- was Corinthians 10, yeah and uh yeah when we were just uh kind of kind of tweaking some things when we we, we got together is after we'd been to ironwood and i took some staff out there um and we we're out there one of the things we talked about was how they brainstormed to have their mission statement mm-hmm. and how the staff would learn the mission statement and i remember sitting in the dining hall uh with all of our staff and uh you know adam and i think uh i think Aaron. um well, Adam was here. I don't remember if Aaron Harshaw. I think Aaron Harshaw might have been here then. 
um, uh, the Bowens had already left. Um, you know, uh, Nana and, and Glenn Matthews were here. Um, I forget who all was here at that time, but we just sat down with a chalkboard and we just started writing out all the, all the, anything that came up that we said, you know, what fits into, you know, what is our mission? And we had dozens and scores of things written on the board and we just started whittling it down. And, uh, the camp verse was really, you know, where we came up with Philippians 310 through that was, um, you know, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Well, the whole goal is, you know, we want people to know Christ and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable into his new death, uh, into his death. And uh, it's, it's my ministry verse. In fact, it's the verse we have for our church at Temple Baptist Church. Um, our goal is for people to know Christ, new life, new living, uh, new love. And when you know Christ, right. that's where it comes from. And so through that developing the mission statement that we had everybody trying to memorize, mm -hmm. I think I still can even remember it. Yeah, uh, we still we still have South and utilize the unique influence of the camping ministry to serve local churches by challenging every camper to conform to the character of Christ through salvation, obedience to God's word, and surrender to faithful service. And, you know, that that encapsulates all that the church is to be doing. Right. And we're here to support uh, the church. And, and so those other guys, you know, it's gleaning from other guys, building upon the foundation that you set by being a pioneer. You know, even yes. as you're talking, Bob, about the pioneering stuff you did, it's like, you know, that kind of pioneering stuff, you know, especially in, in my early years, was not me. And I said, how awesome it is to see how God prepared you uh, mm -hmm. for building through there and then uh, taking it off. Of course, you know, in the days when we were looking at going independent, I had talked with Bob about the potential of even uh, being a part of, of that going forward because I knew of the, uh, you know, the dreams and the visions going forward. But establishing that philosophy, and I think that, and then, and then a couple, you know, after that when we started seeing the, uh, you know, the difference in the philosophy and then the difference in the summer staff and the spirit right. when, you know, you guys started to come and, and uh, you know, some of the folks we had here. Now, um, summer staff uh, is, a, is a big deal for the director because uh, churches are putting their trust in coming here mm -hmm. um, and they um, expect that we're doing our due diligence in hiring summer staff. And um, tell us about um, the the experience of hiring and recruiting the summer staff and um you know what that that how that challenge and the challenge and the blessed part of the challenges of that and the blessing of the summer staff and um maybe starting with you uh pastor graham well when we first started out um we had some folks come from tri-city that you know already had some camping background knew something about that so there was a little bit of a base there that we started with but there was still you know, this, that's part of the job, you know, plan, promote, program, and pay. And so uh, <laughs> that's that's the four P's that I had. That was right. my, that was my That's my the job. director's P's, right? That was my, that was my job description. So um, so uh, you got to have people on board to be able to uh, carry out the philosophy. And uh, so we, uh, it was a little intimidating to me to start with, you know, because uh, uh, going to all these different Bible colleges, you know, and 
basically putting together your presentation, who we are. We're the first time, you know, this is first time on the block, so I'm going to Pensacola and I'm having to contact the people who I need to, the powers that be, to let us in and, you know, who are you, you know, what are you doing and, you know, who you attached to and where you been and where you go to mm -hmm. school and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff, you know. And even that is foundational to what, we, what Todd and I are able to continue to do at those colleges is because of the reputation that was established all the way back then with with Southland. So we had a it was an education in many ways, uh, and and perhaps we can get into some of the things also about crossing the lines here, even in in, in the ministries and trying to bring them here. Mm -hmm. But there was also crossing the boundaries in the colleges. You know what I mean? Because you know the camps. You know oh. we were in this camp, that camp, this camp. And purposely, we were in nobody's camp, you know. Okay, I went to school right. with Hiles Anderson, you know. I got Bob Jones people, Pensacola people, Ambassador people. We got people from North, and we got people from all these different places. And, and one of the things that pastors would say, how do you do that? And i say, on purpose. Right. You know, yeah. and so... Uh, so and uh, I've appreciated it about, that about you, Brother Graham and Todd, as well, just paving the way for that. It's what Southland wants to be. is like we are in Christ's team, and we want... We want people to feel comfortable coming here, not feeling like they have to be in a certain right. camp. Yeah, and that's the, the thing. Yeah. Even though we are a camp, right? The king is bigger than any camp. Right. And that's you, right. You, you realize that there's, there's all these circles of fellowship. Yeah. And, and oftentimes the center of the circle is an educational institution or maybe it's a, a large ministry. And all the fellowship is surrounded by there. But as a camp we can cross all those lines of circular fellowship yes. and find out is you know it's like you know and that was one of the things you know your uh, uh, people used to when they'd ask me when i first came down they say where did you go to where did you go to bible college and well my pat answer was if i tell you is there a possibility it could it could cause friction between us <laughs> oh no 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 okay then i'll tell you yeah. uh and uh but then it was kind of you know people like oh yeah that's funny and and definitely what we don't mean when we cross lines is we're we're not talking about lines of separation here. We're right. talking about lines of fellowship within lines our, of fellowship. our independent fundamental Baptist um, I, you know, groups, I remember if you will. And, and in the South, there's so many of them. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's that's okay. But I do think there needs to be a interdependence of working together. And I do believe yeah. that Southland has established itself as a organization that does that with the churches in our region. And I think that's the benefit of camp with the right philosophy that it just does that. Well, we have so much more in common yep. than we don't. Yes, and, exactly. and I think that's where we have to focus our attention, yeah. you know what I mean? The commonality and of so Christ. And so know, going back to like the mm -hmm. what we get to do, what I get to do, but what you men were doing in recruiting summer staff at the different mm -hmm. Bible colleges, even that is a representation of that willingness to go uh, willingness to go to the different bible colleges and i normally didn't get that from the students i always got it from people who were yeah, basically yeah. allowing us to come on board mm -hmm. to recruit but once we crossed those lines and i should say once we got into and had the open doors to go in there you know then it was just developing you know because a lot of times we would go to a place where you're on the day where all the other camps are there right. you know and so right. then you're thinking right. okay i'm the new guy in the block and you know, the wilds have been going on forever and they got all these staff members yeah. out yes. there here am i sitting here with my son <laughs> you right. know and right. so it's those kind of things where it was just me i usually take one of my kids each time i went because it was uh I would get in, uh, get in the car and just go on the circuit, you know what I mean? I'd yeah, hit the mm -hmm. colleges and just kind of drive all the way around, and we yeah. would kind of sometimes visit all four seasons, going all the way to Florida, all the way up to uh, Wisconsin, and just doing right. the whole tour, you know? And I took one of my kids with me, and they would go with me on some of those things. But, but nonetheless, uh, How you know, crucial 
was that hiring of staff in your in your? Oh, it was paramount because the fact you got to have the right people to carry out the philosophy. Right, right. And, and of course, we, we would run to people and pastors and stuff. I'd say, well, I got this kid that, you know, I think it would really be good for him. And of course, you know, right. <laughs> you got, you got the antenna going yeah, up and thinking, right. well, you know, that's really not, this is not really what right. we're doing. In the early years, you know, when you were, you, you know, you didn't have everybody necessarily knocking on your door, you were knocking on everybody's door. We yeah, took some right. people that perhaps we, we shouldn't have because, you know, yeah. We did have to spend a lot of time trying to help them when they were supposed to be helping others. But in some cases, that turned out really good. In other cases, they didn't stay the whole summer. But nonetheless, that was a learning process and all that, too. But it was great because we were looking for the cream of the crop. We weren't just looking for anybody. We were looking right. for the cream of the crop because we realized that they were the ones who were going to make it happen for these campers that came. Right. So uh, for me, it was a little intimidating at first because I wasn't used to that... Um, you know, I was not used to crossing all those, mm -hmm. you know, but I realized that God called me and I realized that, you know, uh, like I said to Joshua, have not I commanded you be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither to be thou dismayed, for the love that God is with thee, with us wherever thou goest. And mm, so amen. I realized that God called me and if God called me, then God will equip me and give me what I need. It's not yeah. up to me. He will equip me. And he did give me what I needed to be able to to do what happened and and we thank the Lord for it so yeah that's how it was for us and maybe you could speak Todd mm -hmm. to the summer staff and maybe what you saw I know we've had a lot of uh, campers that have come on summer staff and then you have sometimes you have summer staff that meet other summer staff and they've married right. and even since come back as sponsors or youth pastors like we just saw here at the yeah just even this week with, with will, will and shandy cover yeah. yeah that's a blessing yeah i remember my first and and, and like i said I, I i hadn't seen myself as being a camp director but our first fall here in 2001 uh before there was any talk about becoming director and uh adam had asked me to go recruit at a school down in florida that no longer exists and I had never, I hadn't gone recruiting with anybody and I had no clue what I was doing. And uh, I went there and they had a recruiting conference going on. Of course, I was, um, you know, uh, still pretty young in some areas and, and there's some things going on at the school that they allowed that just irritated me to no end. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I'll be honest, my heart wasn't in recruiting. I was like, hey, if they're doing this, I don't think we want them. And, uh, you know, but we still, I go through the process and, and presented the, presented the ministry there. But I think the thing we saw is like, you know, in those early years, it's like, because you're, you're, you're fighting for your position, so to speak of, you know, you know, this is the ministry, this is a needed ministry in this part of the country. Uh, a lot of people don't understand. You said all the churches that did their own kind of camp, there's a lot of churches that don't understand this philosophy of, you know, dividing my kids up into cabins amongst other kids, right. you know, having somebody else counsel my, who can counsel my kids better than I can counsel my kids and, and all those things that uh, uh, go on, you know, and I think as camp directors, that there's a lot of men as pastors that, you know, we're kind of that second or third tier of spirituality because we're not a pastor. You know, we're the leader of a, a different kind of ministry. And so we don't know nearly as uh, well how to handle their people as mm -hmm. they do. Uh, and, and so there's all those things that, that you're battling. But I think for us was, it was getting through there and 
it was in 2003 when we kind of revamped, uh, you know, some things and, and, you know, because of the oversight that we had and stuff, you know, you're always trying to balance that between uh, the spiritual philosophy and the financial needs. And, you know, so there's the, the, the financial needs of, well, financially, it's better if we can put more campers in a cabin uh, and have less uh, staff versus to me it was uh, the philosophy was spiritually speaking that having six to eight campers in a cabin uh, should be maximum for the maximum spiritual effect for that counselor to have on them mm-hmm. and um, so f- when we started recruiting it was uh, really that you know trying to switch from you know our first couple years of oh you're live body and you want to work at Southland uh, to uh, well here's what our parameters are and you've got to fit in these parameters first and you've got to fit this background check first and uh, these before. Uh, we want to know that you're going to have a spiritual influence. We're not expecting spiritual perfection. And, and like you talk about you know, projects, you know, every year for op staff, you take on one or two projects that can help, but you can um, minister to them. And, and we saw that in that one summer and uh i've gotten a little confused uh recently if it was 2003 or 2004 what we call the black and white summer (laughs) well that was the summer when um you know there's a lot of things taking place up north uh and that was the first that was the only summer i had to send staff members home i had to send two girls home uh one op staff and one counselor and uh but that was the year that it, it didn't matter if there was spiritual uh things taking place that weren't right amongst our staff uh we dealt with it we weren't pulling punches we were letting everybody know that this is what's most important uh we're not here as a this isn't a a resort just a getaway to to do whatever and we're going to adhere to biblical principles and i saw that as the turning point we call it the black and white summer because that was the year that our staff picture at the end of the, all the things that we dealt with all summer long, we get to the end of this uh, year, and and the AV guys are going to print out the staff picture, and they come and say, uh, "Todd, the uh, the picture just doesn't turn out well." It's like, well, we we took it the beginning of June. How do we just find that out now at the end of July? And uh, they're like, "Well, if we print it out in black and white, it looks okay." <laughs> okay, we did it. I remember that. And, and I said, you know, I said that really is a picture of our summer. You know, it kind of yeah. we, we lost some color. You know, a little color drained out. But after that, that was the turning point when I think uh, other folks started to see the necessity of the spiritual philosophy, Mm -hmm. uh, the necessity of pouring in. And then we started having, uh, you know, uh, from then on, our summer staff, our counselors, you know, just by and large were great. The staff were great. You know, um, you you guys were coming on. uh, Ultimately, Brian Sams and Angie Mm -hmm. uh, came on, were very instrumental helping, and, and, you know, other people. Some of the folks that that had been here those first couple years were now coming back as summer staff, Yes. And they under, were understanding the philosophy that had been building was growing in them and, and continuing to see that. Because yeah, we always told folks, I said, uh, there's, three, uh, there's three groups that we're, we're ministering to. Uh, you know, we, expectations we're meeting. You know, the pastors, man, they want their kids to come and have that spiritual, uh, they're looking for a spiritual benefit and growth. I think the parents and, and the kids for a lot of them are. And, and the parents, you know, they, they want their kids, uh, they're looking for safety. They want them to come back and 
one piece. Uh, mm. They don't want to come back in pieces. They want to be safe. And the kids, by and large, they you know they want to have fun. You know, they want it to be a fun, exciting experience. And, and so, you know, it's the spiritual, the safe, uh, and the fun aspect and, yeah. and encompassing that all into camp and, and helping, you know, those summer staff uh, to understand the necessity of all three of them and uh, fleshing that out. And I think that as you see that growing and, you know, just from the, the, the beginning days for you, Bob, and, and establishing that and establishing, you know, that relationship, and then ultimately, you know, establish it now where uh, even when you're bringing in speakers that maybe nobody's ever heard of, but Southland has a reputation that they're going to bring in folks that are going to adhere to the Word of God, right. that are going to minister to the Word of God, and they don't have to be concerned about if it's going to be some fly-by-night thing. And I think there is a sense in which also the with the summer staff, that's kind of the what we've tried to build over the years and why I think um, it's important that everyone knows that the director is kind of overseeing that mm -hmm. because it's a very important part of our philosophy. And uh, I think we'd all agree that probably one of our greatest ministries during the summer is with our summer staff yep. and that the growth that they see. But then they get the opportunity. We're, we're all people in need of change trying to help other people in need of change. Right. That's from the top down in the staff. Of course, we're all growing, work in progress, so we're not asking for perfection, but we definitely want our staff to emulate Christ. Mm -hmm. And it is the discipleship, the mentorship of those on a small group basis, on an individual basis, that just give great power to the public preaching of the Word of God right. while they're here at, here at camp. And I know for uh, you guys will probably agree that it was uh, – you know, a stressful time to try to hire staff, but oh, yeah. but also a very blessed thing to be able to see how God has used that in the lives of, of course, your own kids who served on summer staff, and then all of the other summer staff that have come through that that all of us have long term relationships with many of those those summer staff. Um, yeah, because see, right now Bob and I are not feeling any pressure for having the last staff members met coming yeah. into this summer. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, it was it was always a, a, a thing of faith for us, and um, you know, we would come two weeks. Of course, in the early days, you know, we would just try and have the number of staff for the number of campers. Right, right. You know, yep. because we were always trying to be financially. You know, exactly. If we got a low week, we don't need to have a whole bunch of staff members. You know what I mean? Uh, so, but then we had weeks where we'd have a speaker where a lot of people would want to come to that speaker, and then we would have a real surge of of campers, you know, and, and our regular sustaining staff was not quite adequate, you know. So, uh, I remember one particular sun uh, summer we had a very full week coming, and all the cabins were full. And I didn't have a male staff. I didn't have a. I needed a counselor, and I had nobody on the staff to draw from that could fit that position. And I remember one sunny night, we were out there. My family were out there on the back porch, rocking and rocking chairs, just praying. God, we need to have somebody. And tomorrow, we need to have somebody tomorrow, <laughs> because the cameras are coming tomorrow yep. morning. And this was after church, and we're just sitting on the back porch, just praying for God to. To do something and after we prayed I got a phone call and uh, this dad called me he said you know um, I was just thinking about you guys do you need do you need any more staff members any counselors I said well it just so happens we do <laughs> he says well you know my son he said wanted to 
to go down there and to counsel, he says, could you possibly use my son? Mm -hmm. I said, yes, we can. How soon can you get him here? We picked him up at the airport the next morning. He was counseling throughout that week. Uh -huh. And it was things like that yep. where we realized that, it, you know, God was watching mm -hmm. over all this. And That's he right. was instrumental in making things just like that busy week. He knew what we needed. You know, God shall supply all your needs. And the riches that he have are some of these people out there who are rich resources that can help us yeah. out in those pinch times. Yeah. You know? Just like when my son needed a counselor out there in Alaska yeah. and your daughter and came said, and met yeah. his need out yeah, there. Right. So it was I a week see. this, yeah, she wasn't counseling. I remember that very clearly. Yeah, yeah and, you know, and I think, and you just talked about the, the rich resource. I think that was one of the challenges that I faced as a director too. Not just uh, trusting in the Lord for those last minute, you know, there's times, I mean, whether it's interns from Tri-City or whoever, mm -hmm. Uh, meeting those needs in, in those early days, you know, but also the financial part of it. Uh, and, and I had a fella that rebuked me one time uh, when I was at a church and he was talking about, I said, you know, you come and, and you tell us about, you know, praying for your need for summer staff and, and, you know, projects and volunteering for this and that. Um, he said, but you need to let us know about the bigger financial needs you have. He said, some of us you know, our ability and gift is to give financially. And, but if you're not including us, we don't feel included. And that's when you whipped out your list, right? No. Right. Well, but then you're, you, you said, well, but you know, you're trying to find that balance between you yes. don't want to come across like you're begging for, is for balance, money. But at the same time, you know, I was, I was greatly you rebuked. You've got to let all facets know everybody has their gifts and being a part of the ministry and what those needs are. And some aren't gonna come and serve, but they can be a part of serving in, in other ways.